0: this uh, this tunnel, the end of this hallway, and head towards a uh, room that is full of light. You see a stack of boxes, um, sort of half obscuring the entryway, and you are able to make your way to the, that stack of boxes and sort of crouch down behind it. And you see off into this this room, a figure sort of moving around among uh, tables and stacks of supplies and cages and things like that.
1: Hobgoblin sized or goblin-sized?
0: A uh, hobgoblin sized.
1: All right. Uh, do I see mads anywhere?
0: Looking around the room, uh, like I said before, you see loads of of boxes. You see like old-fashioned workspaces. Um, there's lots of uh, bottles and test tubes, burners. Um, lining the walls are these big open these windows, um, letting in sunlight. And on a table, strapped down, you see the small goblin figure of Mads who appears to be unconscious. Oh, uh, also in those cages I mentioned before, you see various animals.
1: Yeah. Ooh, that's a lot to unpack. I, I... I don't know why I, as a player, am fixating on these windows letting in sunlight when we are one, underground, two, at night... (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh
1: like i know i know that sage Ryan has like illusion magic and whatnot based off of like the living room but mm-hmm. i am i'm just like why why would you do windows with sunlight why not just put lights you have magic <laughs> just put <laughs> normal lights
0: that's a good question but, uh, but yeah, you are, you are spot on um, looking at these these windows. You can tell that they, they're shimmering. Uh, they're lightly uh, illusory. Um, they don't appear to be really going for like photorealism. They're just giving sort of the an impression of outdoors and they're letting in a, a very pleasant uh, light in this room.
1: Oh, all right. Um, damn, how would Deirdre do this? Hmm. I guess she just like fuck. Ty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's she gonna do?
1: What if she just knocks on the door as she's like standing there?
0: Oh my god! I mean, (laughs) go for it.
1: I'm just saying. Like, she's not the kind of. Like, she's not gonna go in here and start attacking. She's not gonna go in here... Like, she's suspicious, yes. But she's still... Like, this is still somebody that Father Crayon sent her to. This is still, like, somebody that she sees as an authority figure. She does not have enough, like, solid evidence against him that she would just, like, go in and hit him with a table leg or, like, walk in and be all like, yo, what's up? I think she just knocks on the door.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs)
1: Okay. Um, I mean, like, I'm assuming because she saw all this, the door is open, so she's just standing in the doorway and just, like...
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, you knock on the door and... (laughs) when you do that, oh my god, I love this, I love this scene. You knock on the door, and when you do that, you hear Father Crayon, or sorry, Whoa. Sage, oh boy, twist. <laughs> uh, no, um, you hear Sage Orion uh, sort of shout to himself, and um, drop a bottle, which uh, shatters on the um, on the floor in front of him. He had been walking from one table to another, and then he turns and um, looks to you, towards you, and then very quickly, um, like, turns back away. You see a shimmer, and then he turns back towards you, and says, um, Child, what are you doing here?
1: Searching for my ward.
0: Uh, oh, that this... was the
1: wrong tone. I'm sorry.
0: Go for it. Do you want take <laughs> another take?
1: Searching for my ward.
0: Child, uh, this, this cr- crater has no concern to you now. Uh, Leave them in my hands.
1: Mm. I'm sorry, Sage O'Ryan, but I made them promises that I intend to keep.
0: Um, I want you to make a wisdom saving throw.
1: She, I mean, she's good at those, but like... Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Hey, Ty.
0: Yeah, what will happen?
1: Well, I rolled a four. <sighs> she has plus she has plus seven, but that's still only an 11.
0: Gotcha. You see Orion um, standing in front of you, a young hobgoblin goblin man uh, appearing to be in his um, mid30s maybe? As I described him before, he is wearing um, well-kept robes. He is well, um, good posture, fit, tall. And he looks at you kindly and smiles and says, come sit with me, child. And uh, you feel like you trust him.
1: Ty, is he a vampire? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm not going to say that you have to do what he tells you to do. I'm but I will tell you how you feel for a while.
1: Look, I mean, the odds are stacked against Deirdre. If she feels in this moment like she trusts him, she's going to like follow him and let him try to explain himself. Gotcha. But if he makes any moves, uh, she, like, either harming Ma- her or harming Mads, then,
0: mm. Um, just so, so you, Elion, uh, since you are, you are by yourself, I am not, um, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Mm-hmm. He has cast Charm Person on Deirdre. Mm-hmm. And so right now, Deirdre does trust him. Mm-hmm for an hour unless he or one of his companions tries to harm you. However, because you are by yourself, you don't have a teammate to fall back on right now, I'm going to also say that if something except, if something happens that you feel is justifiable for you to re-roll that wisdom, you let me know, and I will give you a shot. Okay. Because... Uh, Hey, here's a little secret. I, I don't, uh-huh. int- I don't plan on having you just like fall under their, their become their thrall. I don't, I don't plan for you to become their thrall.
1: What do you mean, Ty? This isn't where Deirdre's second arc ends.
0: <laughs> oh, that'd be monstrous of me. Um, no.
1: God. Okay, Ty. Yeah. I don't know how long you want this episode to last, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: what if that is where it ends?
0: God, Jesus.
1: <laughs> and then we leave. And then there's that question of, oh, are we gonna keep going with Deirdre, or is there gonna be a new arc? In our
0: next okay. Episode?
1: I I
0: <laughs> love that
1: idea. I just think that would be incredibly funny.
0: That would be. Oh man. Um. Okay. Okay. You'll understand pretty soon why I'm even I am not that cruel. <laughs> soon, um, so he says this to you, Ed, and what do you, what do you do when he he asks you to come sit?
1: Uh, she comes and sits. She's gonna let him explain himself.
0: As you approach, you sit down at a table, and as you, you are approaching, you notice off to the side, one of in one of the, the cages, that bear from before, resting um, and curled up. Yep. And Sage Orion sits in front of you um, at the other side of the table, and he folds his hands, and he says, Child, Back in my younger days, I... I used to fight alongside Father Crayon. I was his friend and his partner, and I believed in his fight to rid this world of these corrupted beasts. But over time, I... I grew old. And when he, Alberta, and I eventually parted ways, he he continued to want to fight. He's an auger. He he feels like he knows what he is fated to do. I I did not have that. I I, I felt like I must learn. And so I, I sought out whatever remnants of society, of lost civilizations there still were after the war with the God-King. And, and eventually that led me here. I found this old, this old factory, this old armory of bregatone and I, I read their, their studies and I read their histories. And, you know... Do you know... These these creatures that you and Father Crayon have killed... Do you know how old they are? No. They've been around since the days of the God King. They've been around since... Uh, since, since the time that Bregatone threw up its walls. And... They are just as young now, as they were then. The corruption, the, the haints that live inside them, it gives them vitality, it gives them life. And Father Crayon thinks that he is fated to kill these things, to destroy them, to wipe them out. But I know what his fate truly is. I know what my fate is, what your fate is. And that fate is to die. We are all fated to that one end. And Crayon stands up and he gestures towards the belt that is wrapped around his robes and he taps a sigil on it. And the image of this young man in front of you, this strong, powerful figure, flashes away and you see before you someone old and broken. I refuse I will find out I I have worked so long and so hard on these creatures and there's so much to learn from them I'm giving you a pause if you want to say something
1: no she's okay listening
0: okay I believe with a little I, I I've been working so long trying to there there was He, uh, he collects himself, and he he sits down, and he looks older and heavier now than he did ever before to you. (sighs) From what I've learned reading the histories, these creatures, and he gestures towards the caged beasts around him, a fawn, a rabbit, and that bear, the corruption that lives inside of them is once was powerful enough to bond with a person, to, through a pact, grant them its power. But, but now these, they can barely, they, they've been so starved of, of this, I don't, I don't know, but I've been, I've been working on these, and I, I've been making them stronger and stronger, and I think, I think that we are at the point where I can, I can make that happen again. And he gestures towards, he gestures towards Mads, and he says, Just please, stand aside. Give me the chance to try one more time to see if I can do this. And if I fail, so be it.
1: Did Mads
0: agree to this? Uh, he uh, lowers his head. And um, then raises it back up to you and said, "Of course, he wants to. He want these creatures grant more than just life. They grant uh, access to magic and power. Why would why would he not? Why would they not?"
1: Ty. <laughs> <Die? laughs>
0: what? The-
1: I I know you corrected yourself, and it was probably an accident, but. If Sage Orion misgendered uh, Mads, (laughs) then, like, for real in canon, can I re-roll that wisdom?
0: Yeah, dog. Uh, I I will... Because,
1: personally, I had such a reaction, like, "Mm, Mm. (laughs) do not trust.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Roll me a... I I think this this can be, like, a precursor. Roll me a um, insight.
1: Okay. I was gonna... I was thinking about asking to roll an insight when you did the head bow thing. Yeah. But then I was like, no, Deirdre is charmed. She probably wouldn't question that super hard. But...
0: Mm, mm.
1: Insight. Okay. Oh Come on. Dice. Please. You're lucky I have plus seven insight. Uh, I mean, th- 13?
0: Orion... Was lying when they said that that Mads agreed to this.
1: Ugh. Terrible. Can I re roll that wisdom? Yeah, dog. Oh, I gotta pick a good die. <laughs> Alright. Gonna use a nice, shiny, sparkly one. Come on, baby, don't fail me. That tie, I shit you not, that is a nat 20.
0: Hell yeah! You, you look towards Mads. You see them bound by leather straps to this table with a chain wrapped around their neck, and you know that they did not agree to be here. And you know that when you walked into this room and you looked towards Orion, he pulled out his Cypress Wand, and he cast Charm Person on you.
1: I'm sorry, Sage Orion, but I have to keep that promise. Uh Ty, would this be a good place for both an action and a bonus action spell? Go for it. Alright. Uh Deirdre is going to cast Guardian of Faith in front of the table where Mads is strapped down. Lovely and with her bonus action, she's gonna cast Spiritual Weapon, and it's like a cool celestial version of her normal mace.
0: Does this replace the the club, or does it sort of like halo it, like envelop it?
1: Yeah, see, the thing about Spiritual Weapon is you create a floating spectral weapon within range that lasts for the duration, When you cast the spell, you can make a melee spell attack against the creature within five feet of the weapon, etc., etc. As a bonus action, you can move the weapon up to 20 feet and (laughs) uh, repeat the attack against a creature. The weapon can take whatever form you choose.
0: Oh, that's so good.
1: So it's just free-floating. I mean, I suppose for flavor, she could grab it, but if. Why, when she could, like, yeah. have her table leg, a guardian of faith, appear in front of Mads, guarding Mads, and a cool, floating mace. I
0: love it. I love it. Do either of those, like, immediately attack him, or what uh, exactly?
1: I can attack with the spiritual weapon, but I don't think she will yet. Okay. Okay. Um, just to see, like, what Orion does. But the Guardian of Faith, any creature hostile to me that moves to a space within 10 feet of the Guardian for the first time must succeed on a dex saving throw. Okay. So I'm assuming if they start their action within 10 feet yeah. of the Guardian and they are hostile to me, then yeah. they will get 20 radiant damage on a failed dex save. Okay. As long as they're within 10 feet of it. I don't know how big this room is.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's fairly large. So you are not within, um, or more importantly, Orion is not within 10 feet of that guardian. It's kind of like across the room where Mads is. But when, when describe to me exactly like what this looks like. So Orion says this this line to you, and then this, you have a moment of clarity and the charm falls away from you. What does this look like when you react?
1: Well, Deirdre says her cool, like, I have to keep my promise line. Mm -hmm. And then she does her verbal components for her spells. A uh, large spectral guardian appears and hovers (laughs) in front of Mads. Nice. And a floating, glowing mace appears next to Deirdre because I'm assuming Deirdre is within five feet of Orion's because she like crossed the room to get over there.
0: Yeah, you guys are sitting on opposite sides of a table and you end your turn right there, right? Yeah. Okay, right as that happens, Orion looks at you and says, I tried to go easy on you. And then uh, he casts hold person on you. Uh, I want you to roll me a wisdom saving throw.
1: I'm gonna use the same die that gave me a twenty earlier. Let's see if we can do good. Does fourteen do
0: it? Hell yeah, fourteen does it. Oh thank God. So he <laughs> like raises out his uh, his wand, points it towards you, and says, "Kneel."
1: She doesn't do anything.
0: <laughs> and uh, she doesn't do anything.
1: Well, I mean, she doesn't kneel for sure.
0: <laughs> Definitely
1: but she is gonna smack him with that spiritual mace.
0: Do it, do it. Uh, do I roll a save or, or is that a attack?
1: All right, I have to make a melee spell attack, so I'm hitting you. Does <sighs> a 12 hit?
0: Uh, no, a 12 does not hit, unfortunately.
1: Then she whiffs.
0: She whiffs. Um, are you gonna do anything else uh, right now? She'll move towards him. Like around the table? Yeah. Cool.
1: I don't think she's above hitting an old man with a stick. Because <laughs> spiritual weapon is a bonus action. So if I can get to him with my 30 feet of speed, then I'm going to hit him with the stick, Ty.
0: Nice. So you are just like sitting across from him at this, um, this table, fairly small table. Um, and so I imagine you sort of like stand up, grab the edge of the table and slightly push it to the side as you step towards him, around it and towards him. Nice and are towering, like, right up on him. And on his turn, he is going to um, shrink. I'm
1: gonna try to hit oh, him. Oh, you're gonna try I to hit an him? an action time. I'm gonna hit him with a stick.
0: I didn't know that was a bonus action. Cool.
1: Yeah, spiritual weapon is a bonus action, which is why it's such a chill spell.
0: Hell yeah. Try to hit him with that stick.
1: God damn it. I don't have proficiency don't, with the stick, do I? No then that's just a six.
0: Yeah, that that also whiffs. Um, I'll say, uh, as you you do that, um, as you're stepping around the table, he sort of tilts the table and kind of lifts it up, throws it towards you as he is stepping away and moving towards the cage with the bear and he unlasts the latch and opens it up, letting the bear out, um, which uh, the bear has joined the fray. God damn it. Uh, and he then moves towards uh, the wall where there is a, um, you see a longsword resting against the wall. He And he goes to grab it. It is uh, now your turn. The bear has not entered the rotation yet.
1: How far away from me are they?
0: Like, like 15 feet, pretty close.
1: Is there any space on the uh, other side of the room?
0: Or is like the... Are you asking about basically to see if it's it's safe enough to do a fireball? Yeah. Um, I would say that in the, based on how enclosed it's the, a twenty foot
1: radius.
0: Yeah, based on how enclosed the space is, it's you might be able to do it, but it would be dangerous considering Mads is like chained down to a wooden table.
1: Oh, is did Orion move closer to Mads?
0: Oh no! I'm just I guess. trying to
1: get the layout.
0: No, you're right, you're right, you're right. So uh, this room is probably maybe 30 feet across, um, and Mads is tied up to the right side of the room. Um, he's going towards the left side, so he probably just skirted the Guardian's range, going to the cage and then towards the longsword, which is at the end of the room.
1: If I back up, if I back up towards Mads... Could I reasonably get the bear and Orion in a fireball?
0: I cannot imagine a reason why you couldn't. <laughs> I... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems it seems very, uh, very possible. Like, yeah, 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 totally.
1: Yeah. Let's uh, took this fucking bear out once. Maybe it'll just be all like, oh, shit, I remember this. Maybe I'll get back in here and not do anything. Hmm. <laughs> Well, let's hope that there aren't any uh, flammable objects around it. Um,
0: There's a lot of wooden tables and stuff, or boxes and things like that. But yeah, the cages are made of metal, the walls and stuff are made of stone, the windows are illusory.
1: Okay, well, flammable op. I'm, I'm gonna do this, and then flammable objects. Uh, be damned will will ignite. Yeah, so uh if you could roll me a dex saving throw.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay.
1: For both the bear and Orion.
0: Yeah, so uh there's also the deer and the rabbit are in those cages. They are definitely going to get hit. They're just they're within the the square. Let me roll for the bear and for Orion. The bear got 10. Um Orion got 14.
1: All right, my spell save is 14. So I think that's just the target you need to hit, like AC. So I think Orion saves.
0: I assume he still takes half damage. Is that how that works? Yes. Ooh, boy, okay. Yes, he
1: does. Not a bad spread. That would be 25 fire damage to the bear because it failed. And do you round up or round down?
0: Round... I think is how the general rule for D&D.
1: Then 12 to Orion.
0: Okay, yeah, so you cast this um, fireball. You hold up your your holy amulet. Um, Or you describe this to me. This is going to do a a hell of a lot of damage. So you describe to me what this looks like. You've got your glowing mace to your side. You've got this guardian of faith behind you.
1: I've got my stick in my hand. (laughs) And I've got my holy symbol in the other, and I hold out the holy symbol, and I say whatever her, her verbal component is. I did not make anything up. <laughs> um, and she, she points at a point towards the wall, toward in between Orion and the bear. And from that point that she points at, it just goes... <sighs> and now a lot of things are on fire.
0: Yeah. The fireball shoots forward, blast radiating from uh, the space directly between the bear and Orion, engulfing the rabbit and fawn uh, in their cages nearby. Also corrupted beasts um, like the bear itself. They both are engulfed and you see them collapse lifelessly. Um, the rabbit almost entirely Turn to ash the bear is also collapse collapses you see the the stone covering on it is still uh, <laughs> it was still a little charred from the last attack that you cast against it and uh, it it just goes out it had not probably fully healed from that. Orion, meanwhile, he skirts off to the side. Barely, he, he's still singed by this fire, but he manages to get behind some of those stacks of boxes and rips off the upper, the outer robe that he is wearing, uh, which has caught a flame, and tosses it to the ground. And uh, yeah, do you any do anything else?
1: Uh, no, that'll be your turn.
0: Okay, yeah. So now at this point, it is just uh, pretty much just Orion um, because I was not, for some reason, not anticipating the uh, <laughs> that um, fireball well, again. Well, Ty,
1: what do you expect? A I fireball worked against the bear last time.
0: I don't know. So Orion, um, he still managed to move towards that sword. Steps through some of the um, the burning pits of wood uh, on the ground and grabs the long sword turns to face you and enters a stance clearly of someone practiced in combat. Somebody with a history of wielding a weapon like this. Snarling at you, he rushes forward and swipes down, uh, attempts to uh, hit you with his longsword. Ugh. Gross. Does an eight hit? (laughs) Nope. Ugh. That's... that's...
1: Without her armor, she's still at a twelfth.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah, he swipes this this blade down at you. You easily um step to the side and it crashes into the stone, throwing up sparks. Uh it is your turn.
1: I'm going to cast shield of faith on myself. Okay. <laughs> Cuz you're just like, "Oh shit, yeah, that's right. Swords."
0: <laughs> Those are a thing.
1: Those are a thing and I don't have any armor.
0: Is that an action or a bonus action?
1: It is a bonus. Nice. So then I'm gonna I'm gonna hit him with my stick.
0: All right, do it. Let's go. As you you go to do that, as you you go to hit him with this this stick, like he has just thrown down his sword, missed you pretty badly, and then you go to uh, hit him while he is while he's down. A shimmering shield envelops his body.
1: Uh, well then. A 14 probably doesn't hit.
0: Uh, it it makes contact, but then is bounced back by this, this magical shield.
1: Gosh dang shield. Wait, he moved towards me.
0: He did move towards you.
1: And earlier, I had moved towards the Guardian of Faith and Mads to get out of the way of the fireball. Are we within 10 feet?
0: I would say you probably are within ten feet of this this guardian of faith.
1: Then tie.
0: Let's say that let's say that with um moving out of out of your range to avoid being hit by you, he steps within range of the Guardian of Faith.
1: Can you roll me a dexterity saving throw? Yeah man. Oh critical fail. Oh boy. Take twenty radiant damage.
0: Okay. Uh, How much did he take before? Is twenty-five rounded down to twelve? Correct. Okay. Um, While I uh, count this up, uh, tell me what does that look like?
1: It says that the guardian is indistinct except for a gleaming sword and shield emblazoned with the symbol of my deity. So it just like swings at him with like a celestial-looking sword.
0: Oh man, that's crazy. And it um, it slams into him and he is thrown down to the ground. And as he, he hits, he looks at you and he raises up his longsword again, looking like he is going to make another attack, but he pauses and then he drops his sword. Deirdre, child, I am not ending here. He stands up very straight his shoulders are back. His chest is out. Leave this place, child. You do not know the powers that you are messing with. The powers. You do not know the powers before you. Okay. That. That's all. That's all he says. He. Uh, he is holding his hand is is tight on the uh, cypress wand.
1: I mean, unless she's like magically compelled, she's gonna stand her ground. And she's not going to say anything, because, like, what? She already said that she's going to keep her promise to Mads. She's not just going to leave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he raises up his wand above him. All of the windows that previously had been showing a sort of image of a, a bright, uh, sunny day, wind and, and the sound of wind and rain and thunder starts pounding against those windows as he shouts into the, the air, Leave this place!
1: Is he trying to intimidate me?
0: Is that is that a, is that a question or is that a statement?
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's me as a player, like, excuse me?
0: <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, are you trying to intimidate me, sir?
0: Huh. <laughs>
1: Deirdre's just gonna stand there and just no
0: I said leave and he raises his wand and points it this time towards you um and I need you to throw me or give me another wisdom saving throw
1: mhm 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 Ty yep that is a natural 20
0: <laughs> ha
1: these dice like being cinematic.
0: I want you to tell me what is it that Deirdre fears most.
1: Oh shit. I think she fears being abandoned.
0: You see yourself in the tower of your church, you go through your normal day, performing the mass, performing the rituals for no one. You go outside and see the post where you used to have Veritas tied up, the small patch of grass that was once where where he grazed and you walk over to the simple tombstone with the name Crayon inscribed on it and you push that image aside because that is not where you are that is not the life that you are living and there are people here now for you to help and you break through this fear spell. What do you do?
1: Oh. I think she's going... She's going to cast Scorching Ray. Uh, well, that's a natural one, so that one's out. And then I've got two 12s, which add up to 19. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Those both hit.
1: That's fifteen points of fire damage. Question. Yes.
0: Are you going for lethal?
1: Oh, that is the question, isn't it? It is. Uh the thing The thing is, Deirdre doesn't really have any qualms per se about murder. Mm-hmm. But she does still have that part of her that is trying to finish the mission that she was sent to do. And Sage Ryan is an integral part of that. However, she is not okay with any of the stuff happening here. Yeah. And I think she is realizing that she is not okay with any of the stuff that is happening here. So, yes. I... Unless... I think... Okay. Here's what I think happens. She does go for lethal, and then... She goes, oh shit, and to spare the dying. <sighs> just rushes over and touches him and just like, oh shit.
0: Okay, so those those three beams of the fire shoot out. One of them, uh, they, 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 they strike him in the chest, and with burning wreckage all around him, Sage Orion collapses and you see him stop breathing and then you rush forward (laughs) (laughs) and you cast Spare the Dying and you hear his breath catch in his chest and lays there all but dead. What do you do now?
1: She looks around her and she's like, oh shit, I made a lot of things catch on fire. (laughs) And she casts uh, create water. Gotcha. <laughs> Which I think she can cast it as, like, rain.
0: Yeah, you are, you. You can. Uh, lore used that, um, I believe.
1: No, there's a different spell. There's create slash destroy water. Create food and water, actually. I can create 30 gallons of water on the ground or in containers within range. Huh. So I think she just kind of floods the room a little bit and goes around, like, putting out fires manually as long as um, Sage Ryan isn't, you know, gonna drown in this water that she's made.
0: He is just sort of laying on the ground. You've turned him face up um, so that he can can breathe. And you put out all of these uh, fires around the room, the lights coming from those windows. Um, those those windows are, are still casting light, uh, but it's it's weird and uh, shimmering now. It's not and not quite as steady as it was before, and uh, and yeah, you're able to to make make the room safe. You uh, you've you've put out all the fires. The beasts are dead, um, and Orion is not an issue right now.
1: Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> oh, let's try to wake up Mads.
0: Cool. Um, You go up to Mads. uh, They are bound to this table by leather straps on all of their limbs, and there is a chain uh, wrapped around their neck, um, also binding them to the table. There are, uh, you notice around them, various vials and tubes and pipes. uh, Not pipes. uh, Like, what's the word? Little, I don't know. There's various alchemical I, uh, equipment.
1: Describe it, Ty. I might know.
0: Test tubes, like not test tubes. There you that's go. not the word I want. Vials, I guess, is just the word I wanted. Okay. Um, but vials containing various um, alchemical liquids, uh, needles, things like that. But Mads appears to be. Well, roll me a medicine check, I guess.
1: I'm good at those as long as I don't roll poorly. Hey, that's a uh, twenty-two.
0: Yeah, Mads is untouched and un-unhurt. They just appear to be asleep.
1: Okay. Let's get Mads out of here.
0: Okay. You undo the uh undo the straps wrapping them. Uh do you try to wake them up or do you just pick them up?
1: I'll just pick them up.
0: Okay. You pick them up and I guess you just you just carry them out.
1: Yeah, I also want to bring Sage Orion with me.
0: Okay. That's gonna be a little bit more difficult to carry both of them.
1: I have a strength of 14? (laughs) Uh,
0: Just, okay, I I, I will let you do this, um, but you have to describe to me how this is happening. Are are you fashioning some sort of, like, some sort of, like, dragging thing? What's the word I want? The, like, not caught.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Do you know what I'm talking about? no, I can't
1: remember it either. I know what you're talking about.
0: The, the, the...
1: like a stretcher but you drag sh- it.
0: Yeah, one of those things. Do you do you craft yourself one of those? Do you take a couple of trips? Like how do you how do you do that?
1: Can I not put one over one shoulder and one over the other?
0: <sighs> I You know what? Fuck it. Yeah, sure. How
1: honestly, how heavy is Sage Ryan?
0: Honestly, now now that like you can tell that they are are not they're they're pretty well pretty solid for a older man, but Nowhere near as uh, as thick and heavy as they looked before, as the illusion they had been casting looked.
1: All right, I'm gonna do a quick sacred flame on the coyote on my way out. (sighs) Fair. I don't give a fuck about this dude's experiments
0: anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You make your way back. Where you'd come, you you travel down that long path, uh, deal with the coyote when you you come to it, go across the catwalk, and then take the spiral wooden spiral staircase up this this chimney, uh, and back to the ground level. And you find yourself you find yourself in this ancient fortress that Sage Orion has called his home. You find yourself with your ward, with Mads. You, you go to the, to the tower where Veritas is waiting for you. You know Mazin is upstairs. And I don't have any plans for you at this point.
1: That's fine. Deirdre's just gonna, you know, interrogate an old man. <laughs> we know what he fears.
0: He fears death (laughs) do you do you want to interrogate this man
1: i don't need to role play it okay (laughs) basically she's just gonna like interrogate him to get the thing that she came for the cure for father crayon and then you know once she gets what she wants she'll just knock him out and leave she doesn't care
0: yeah I I I kind of think that we are going to need. I unfortunately think we're going to need to role play through that bit.
1: This is already a chunky episode. Tie it is.
0: It's probably going to be two episodes. Um, okay. Yeah. I I I, I, I do. I, I am okay. Like yada yadaing, uh to the end. Um. But there's like a little bit of what you said that that I think needs to happen. Uh. Through role play. So. Let's say um, you have, uh, where do you want to do it? Do you want to do it in his, like, study at the top of the tower? Like, maybe you've you've tied him up to a chair or something like that?
1: Eh, I don't see why I can't just tie him up to a chair on the uh, bottom floor.
0: Okay, cool. Um, but
1: she does put on her chain shirt and grab her mace.
0: Nice. <laughs> She's
1: got to look big and intimidating.
0: Is Mads with you when this is happening?
1: I want to say that I put... Like, because Sage Ryan will be out for a bit. Yeah. Um,
0: You have time to do some setup.
1: Yeah. She's gonna pack their things. Okay. And get all of, like, basically just get Veritas ready for a journey. Get all their stuff in the saddlebags and everything. Get Mads and Mazen up on Veritas. And just kind of, like, tie, like... Do a little rope seatbelt, basically, <laughs> just in case. Gotcha. And Veritas will be right at the open door, ready to go whenever Deirdre is finished.
0: Okay. Sage Orion awakens in the foyer, and he is restrained, and he looks up and he sees Deirdre in ready for battle. And, uh, what do you do?
1: I'm sure by now you understand that I keep my promises. Correct?
0: Yes. I see that.
1: I promised Father Crayon that I would come and get a medicine that you were crafting. Did you finish it? No. Can you finish it?
0: perhaps someday if you were to leave the child with me
1: is there a different way
0: that that I know of no is one out there maybe but this has been my life's work It's not my fault that Father Crayon has been so wrapped up in his life's work that he has no... has never given a care what I've been doing with my life since we parted ways. It's not my fault that he was so... I have never... I never heard from him for a decade until he reaches out and comes crawling for my help. Desperate to continue his futile efforts. And I see what he has made of you as well. Just another weapon in his arsenal. You know, you could You could join me. Together, we could find a way to make this work. We could find a way to live. Or you could go back to that sick old man and continue his efforts until one of you dies. Decide what you want or kill me now if that's what you're going to do. But I, I have nothing for him here.
1: Do you even know what the sickness is?
0: He looks away from you and you see him blinking back tears but he doesn't say anything.
1: I don't think immortality is a cure. And she's gonna leave. I think she's just gonna walk out. This dude doesn't know what the fuck he's doing anyway.
0: The door closes behind Deirdre, leaving this old man bound to a chair in the middle of a beautiful, peaceful field. We're gonna do a fade out at that point. Deirdre casts Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, blow the
1: whole thing up.
0: Blow the whole thing up. Uh, I think that's where we're going to to end things. Um, I would like to ask you, what do you think Deirdre is <sighs> going to be doing, is doing next after this?
1: She's gonna go back home?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She, if uh, the rest of Mads's group is still there, then she'll leave them with the group. Mm-hmm. She's going to tell Father Crayon that Sage Ryan did not have a cure, and she's not necessarily going to go back to life as normal, but she's going to keep going. Like, if there's another step, like another place where she could try to find a cure, if she could get more powerful to try to do a cleric cure sort of thing, she's going
0: to do that. But she's going to do the best she can. well fuck <laughs> that was a whole thing huh
1: Ty that was so much
0: it was a lot I'm so sorry oh, oh. <laughs>
1: oh. wow
0: <laughs> wow uh, how you feeling how you feeling right now yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's yeah. gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a bit. Um, well, thank you for coming on and uh, joining me again. i really enjoyed uh, revisiting Deirdre, and I've really enjoyed you know getting a chance to play with you again. It's been great.
1: I did too. I had a lot of fun. Ty. Thank you. <laughs>
0: uh, cool. Uh, well thank you it's listen- fun
1: realizing things about your character in the moment as they're happening <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy um, I, I have uh, oh that's that's not not a thing for right now maybe that's a thing for a side character questions episode well um, thank you again for, for joining us um, if any listeners uh, since this is the, the end of Deirdre's second arc if any listeners want to find you uh, where are they going to find you Uh,
1: You can find me personally on Twitter or Instagram at racetrackconlon, C-O-N-L-O-N, or you can find my podcast, Capes and Japes, every Tuesday, just on any podcatcher of your choice. That is Capes and Japes. We talk about comics.
0: Yeah. Um, All right. Well, thank you again. And I think with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, pitter-patter on out of here. Ah, oh, there we go. Pie, Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com.
1: You might have already heard of Wonder Woman, but did you know that there were several people who went by Wonder Girl? You've heard of Spider-Man, but did you know there's more than just Peter Parker? Well, here at Capes and Japes, we can fill you in on all that stuff that you maybe didn't know. My name's Olivia. And I'm Allion, and you can catch us every Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll see you there.
0: So, uh, a little bit of post-show talk. <laughs> How are you feeling? I know I hate you with, like, a lot at the end.
1: That was so much.
0: That was so much.
1: That was so much. And it all happened. And I'm sitting here like, Ty, I've been recording for two and a half hours. Uh Uh-huh. It is officially my bedtime and my dinner is still in the fridge. (gasps)
0: Oh, I'm so sorry.
1: No, it's... Fine. I could have like been like, "Hey, Ty, can we take a longer break in the middle here, and I can eat some?" I mean, like, I ate like a few fries. Yeah, yeah. But, and I had a snack before we started recording because I knew it would be a while. Mm-hmm. But, whew. yeah, ha, ah.
0: yeah. I, I had a a, a bit of a, a goal with with this arc, which was to. More or less, like, I wanted to make Deirdre, I wanted to make Deirdre as a character realize something about themselves, but I didn't, I didn't have any specific plan about what. Hmm. So I just wanted to create a very extreme situa- circumstance for them to be in. Um,
1: well, congratulations, Ty, <laughs> you did. <laughs> uh
0: <laughs> I threw a lot, I threw so many like different like tidbits. I, I don't even know. Like I, I threw so many things at you um, in H- Orion's like speech. I, I don't know what you yeah, actually. The,
1: the fun thing is like, while I was listening to it. I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then you're like, hey, what's this Deirdre do? And all of it was like, whoosh, because <laughs> <laughs> Deirdre doesn't care about lore
0: <laughs>
1: Deirdre cares about what is happening here and now
0: yeah oh man uh, so now
1: I'm just like oh they're corrupted by hate Ty
0: yeah um let's see what other stuff did I throw does at you does
1: Eli know
0: no 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 and also a quick note um the only reason i'm incorporating the word haints is specifically because of eli's reaction um when that when that happened that was that that name was not planned on being a thing until he had that intense visceral reaction based off of his own personal childhood experiences and i was like "Mm, okay let's use this (laughs)
1: Yeah, as soon as you said hates, so I'm just like, oh, Eli's gonna flip his shit. He's
0: gonna flip his shit. There's there's um <laughs> uh this is like there, there's also the whole like, okay, this is a fortress that was built by Bregatone. Why is that here and not where the wall is? Why was the wall he's mentioned like the wall was built. Why was the wall built? Like he mentioned uh <laughs>
1: The, the war of the god king
0: <laughs> you mentioned the war of the god king why that why that thing Ooh, what excuse me
1: <laughs> also i'm over here with my little pet theory like uh hey ty Yep. is father crane becoming a skeleton
0: Ooh, wait are you, is that a question or is that a statement
1: What do you mean? Is that a question or is that a statement? I don't know.
0: That's not the – I phrased that poorly. Um,
1: Is that uh, hypothetical or –
0: I guess what I was asking was um, were you hoping to get an actual answer or were you just presenting your theory?
1: I – It's been in the back of my mind, this whole thing, and I haven't been able to talk to anybody about it. So I don't know. I think I just wanted to say it.
0: Gotcha. Um, uh, Let me think if there's anything I can tell you. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a few little bits that uh, Mm -hmm. I I don't think that I'm going to include this. Um, Actually, let's go ahead and I'm going to stop the recording because this is a very long recording. Um, Okay. Okay
1: what you don't want this for the future like after side character quest ends and you're like all right here's all the stuff i talked to (laughs) the players about yeah here are all my audio clips
0: snbn news i'm bourbon Brosvin. we're receiving reports that a group calling itself the scavengers network is plotting some kind of an independent podcast showcase on twitch.tv starting may 21st of this year snbn correspondent tutley crocus is on the scene good morning tutley good morning brosven panic and excitement in the streets here today as word spreads of what the locals are calling the SNP showcase set to happen over the weekend of may 21st i'm here with yurda burbling a local business owner and self-described podcast enthusiast yurda tell me what is this SNP showcase and what precautions are you taking
1: Hello, Tutley. I'm honestly a bit nervous because I only listen to the big name podcast, you know, like the red hair funny guy from TV and the big dumb wrestling guy from Fear Factor. So I am intimidated. Apparently they're going to pack a whole weekend full of live shows, videos and other stuff from like smaller independent creators on something called Twitch. And that just scares the daylights out of me. I'll be honest.
0: I see, and they're calling this the Snip Showcase. What exactly are they snipping? I don't know, Tutley, but if I know one thing, it's that twitching and snippiness ain't a good sign. Somebody gave me a sticker that said snipshowcase.com, but I'll be
1: honest, I've been too afraid to type that in anywhere.
0: Thank you, Yerta. SNBN News, I'm Tutley Crocus. Back to you, Brosvin. Thank you, Tutley. During that interview, our IT department has loaded SnipShowcase.com onto a secure virtual machine. It seems to contain all of the information pertaining to this weekend-long, live-streamed podcast event. Our analysts are working to figure out what this could mean. I'm Bourbon Brosvin. Stay tuned to SNBN for more updates. This is going to get cut and put in the bloopers. <sighs>
1: Oh, no. Oh, I'm just trying to figure out what Deershirt would do. (laughs) Ty, I can't even appreciate all the lore that you have just given me.
0: It's been a lot. I threw a lot at you.
1: It was great as it was happening, but now I'm just so distressed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Oh, uh, Remember that you do have that little like improvised weapon stick thing.
1: I not great, have a stick. but it's something. I mean, it probably, I did look up improvised weapon. It would probably be like a club, which is like a D4 of damage. Mm-hmm. And she's proficient in simple weapons, but it's up to you whether or not she is proficient with a uh, leg of a bed.
0: I will say that we will, that we will not give you proficiency on it because it is like a shitty improvised weapon, but otherwise you can treat it as a club.
1: Got it. Okay. Uh F in the chat for Father
0: Crayon. <laughs>